Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. This episode does not contain any spoilers outside of the very secret society of irregular witches, but stick around to the end for a very important announcement. We just wanted to say thank you guys so much for all of your support, and we hope you love this episode. Hello, how's it going? Um, It's good. I'm hanging in there, as you can tell. (laughs) I'm I'm no longer on like death's doorstep. I've been, I've had a nasty sinus infection the last few days, so. Yeah, but I'm hanging in there. So I went to Arkansas and visited my aunt, and it's like the first time I've ever been to Arkansas. Both of us, by the end of the weekend, were like not feeling well. No, it's not COVID, everyone. I took a COVID test. I do not have COVID. It's just a really nasty sinus infection. So, yay me! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to Kentucky a few weeks ago and came back with a cold just from like traveling and. I think the change, like you change in weather and all that kind of stuff. Like it's so humid there. And then I got back and I was like, it's so hot here. Well, I'm glad you're adjusted to Tennessee then because there's a lot of greenery there as well. But I'm getting better. So because I have a business trip in a couple of days that I need to go on and flying with like any kind of congestion is probably the worst thing on the face of the planet. Yeah, it's awful. I do not recommend that ever. Have you bought anything fun and bookish lately? Yeah. So I got some shirts from the book babe launched. I got the undead book club one, the one that's like the graphic one. It's got all the little like graphic thingies on it. And then the one that she had on discount, I got love on the brain from book of the month. So <laughs> I was very excited about that and some books here and there, but nothing that's been too crazily. I, I've been trying to like focus on getting stuff like through the library before I buy it physically. I did buy Muscles and Monsters. <laughs> it's I it was so cute. So I had to buy it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. What about you? I got the Love on the Brain too from Book of the Month and it's like green and I don't really understand yeah, because well, I've seen I, yeah. some promo videos where it's the normal color and I'm very confused as to if they like ran out of ink or Maybe. if they did that like intentionally. Yeah, because it's like a teal, like a teal. Yeah. I saw it when I opened it, and I was like, oh. I like yeah, it. it just thought it was so odd, because I was like, I saw some, like, of their Book of the Month, like, promo videos, and it was the yeah. normal color, and I was like, that is an interesting choice, so. Yeah, so I got cute. Book of the Month, too. <laughs> I did that one, and then I did Broken Girls by Simone St. James. It's a thriller about an insane asylum, I think. I got a candle order from Smiles and Light Candle Co., and then I got some sweatshirts and things from Ivy and Thicket from her. She did a Hawkins launch. And then I found a random business on TikTok. I think it's called Storybook Co. or something like that. And got some of hers. I got like an Eddie Munson and a Vampire Diaries sweatshirt. This was a while ago. And then I ordered from um, Shop August Alchemy, her Hawkins launch as well, like the Eddie Munson necklaces. So yeah, I thought about getting one of the Eddie Munson ones. I can't decide which one I like, though. I like them all. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of felt the same. And I was like, that picture is really convincing. I wanted them all. And I was like, no, I need to look at them like individually. And I went with the one that just says Eddie and it's like the guitar pick. I really like the Hellfire Club one too. Like, I think that one's really cool. And like the corroded coffin is the other one, but I was just like, I don't know if I would like wear that one that much. And like, I think the other one is like more subtle. So I ended up going with that one. I think that's all I've gotten. 
lately. I also like the engraving on the back is really Yeah, nice. that's what oh, really yeah. pushed me over the edge. I got some spooky season clips from Hold It There. So I got like little bats oh. and some purple ones. So I did get those too, which I'm very excited about. They're really cute. Oh, I, I will say I did get some stuff from um, Target and, and from their dollar section. They have some really, really cute like bookish slash like mystical celestial like cute things. So I got a bunch of cute things from there. And then when I went to Arkansas, their Walmarts are so much better than ours. They have like a dollar area, like a, you know, the Target has their, they have like one of those at Walmart. And I did not realize that Walmarts had that. And I got these really cute, like fake books and like a tray and some like candles and stuff. And I got this little gargoyle. It's so cute. And I was like, I was like, I, I, why don't our Walmart have these? I want, I want more of these, but they had some really cute stuff. So I bought some of those and I've gotten more like bookish decor stuff than I have like actual like books and stuff lately. So that's been, that's been fun, but yeah. Yeah. I got to mix it up. I did see the target stuff circling the internet. I saw a lot of people posting about that's really cool. Yeah. I haven't gone shopping for Halloween I don't really decorate for Halloween so it's too hot here and then like I feel like it happens so fast I I'm like a decorate November 1st for Christmas kind of person so yeah it's just it's hot here it's like 104 like I'm not in the mood for fall that's that's the hard thing with Arizona is that like you don't really get like the leaves changing you don't get the cool weather really you don't get that kind of fall vibe until like December so (laughs) it's like really hard to get in the mood for fall yeah, I, if it's like under a hundred, I would decorate, but it's not, so I won't. <laughs> I don't blame you. That's where I'm at. I don't so. blame you. Have you been reading anything good lately? I read, yeah, actually, Muscles and Monsters, The Dragon's Bride, and A Soul to Keep, and I really liked them. I mean, I thought they were interesting. I'm excited to read the next ones, and they're quick, easy reads, so that's nice. And then I read Below Zero by Ali Hazelwood, her novella. I read that yesterday, and I really liked it. It was really cute. Yeah, we just finished the readathon. I've been like trying to make every book I've read recently like fit in there and finish it early, which I did, which I was very happy about. I read The River Enchanted by Rebecca Ross. I read it for the readathon and it was so good. It was so good. I requested the next one on NetGalley like immediately after finishing it because I thought it was just, it was really good. It's kind of, I would be interested to do the audiobook because it's supposed to be set in essentially like a Scotland, Ireland type of vibe where they like live in tribes and those sorts of things. And they have like a bard and all that sort of like, it's set up very similar to that. So I would like to do the audiobook because I'm just curious if they have like Irish accents or Scottish accents, which I would love, but <laughs> it was really good. And it's super interesting. And it's like, I don't know, it, it was a really long book, but like I read it so fast and I just felt like yeah. it was, it was like really well put together. I think it was really yeah, good. I've heard it's really good. It's on my TBR. I know it was a um, book of the month pick. What, one pick I think so a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. A couple of years ago. Yeah. It, it looks really good. I have not read it. You know. And by a couple of years ago, I mean, it actually came out apparently in February of this year. So, <laughs> so this year, earlier this year, it was a thing. Yeah, it was really good. I'm still kind of making my way through my reread of Red Rising. And then I just did, we did Vicious and The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. So I've been reading those. That's about it. Nothing really too exciting. I haven't like finished a book in a while. I feel like I went on vacation and read a bunch while I was there. And then I was kind of like, okay, I'm done now for a while. (laughs) What's hard when you're sick too? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just like feel like I've been, this is probably not like brand new information to the group, but I got like laid off right after getting back my company like was in the middle of a merger 
and they like essentially let go of everyone that they bought from this new company. So I've just been like doing job applications and like trying to finish my resume and stuff like that. So I feel like, I don't know, kind of like guilty for taking a lot of time during the day to like read. And then, yeah, because I've been sick, I've been like going to bed early because usually I read at night if I do. So I've just been trying to like work on all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't found an audiobook that I'm really into lately. I'm I'm like at that point where I had like 50 and now I need to like go back through and pick some new ones and I haven't done it yet. So I'm just like eh, kind of all over the place. And I don't know. I'm like, yeah. there's nothing like on my shelf that I'm like really ready to pick up. I feel like we talked about this at like the trivia night as well. I have so many things in my net galley that like, I feel guilty picking something else up, but I'm not necessarily like in the mood for them right the second. So I'm like, I'm just going to read nothing instead. I did start one of the net galley reads, which is a bit of a spooky season read. So I think that one will be more fun to kind of get into, but I'm just like, eh, right now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. I have a couple books. I, I have a couple books on my net galley. Yeah. You have a lot more than I do. <laughs> I have many before uh, on there and I don't, so I need to go through and read some of the books, but it can get, I feel like also when you have so many books that you kind of like quote unquote have to read, right? If it's like, yeah. you're like, I don't want to read it. You're just like, meh, for sure. So what are we talking about today? I guess we were talking about fall and Christmas vibes earlier. And I feel like this book actually fulfills both. If you wanted to read it during the fall or Christmas, it would work. <laughs> But what are we talking about today? We are talking about the Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches. Yeah, I'm really excited about this one. This came out like mid-August, I believe. It's a pretty new book, but it, it's kind of one of those ones where I feel like a lot of people have gotten a chance to read it. And it's the cover is absolutely adorable. And then Fairy Lou is doing a special edition. Um, if you guys love it and want to buy yourself a special edition, there is one there. It is just like such a fun, wholesome, cute little book. And it's not like super heavy on the romance but also has a lot of like the spooky season vibes. And we just wanted to do something that was like witchy and fun and fall, but also from an, like an up and coming author that had a ton of diverse characters and just like a really fun batch of stories, I guess. What was your initial yeah. like star rating? I gave it five. I absolutely loved it. It's very, I think if you've read House in the Cerulean Sea, very close to that, like that kind of vibe, right? Kind of like a, house with you know children that are a little different and you know someone not necessarily coming to check up on them but you know it's just kind of this bringing this new person into the fold and into the family it's very found family um there's a lot of magic it's so cute I absolutely loved it I loved it so much it was just very homey it was a very cozy read. Yeah. and like I said yeah I I really liked it what about you I gave it like a four I, I don't like children so I wasn't like 100% into it but I, the writing was really good and I liked all the characters and like, I think they did a really good job like developing the story. It wasn't like too fast paced or anything like that. Obviously there's gotta be some sort of conflict at some point. And I think that that was resolved really easily and well, but not like too easily. And there's a lot of like plot twists at the end that I thought were really good. And it is very homey. I just unfortunately hate children. So that was a big not draw for me. I know. I was surprised when you were like, yeah, I really like this book. And I was like, oh, okay. Cause I knew there were like kids in it. So yeah. I was like, okay. Um... I think I liked it better than house in the Cerulean sea because the kids aren't like as such a forefront of it all. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I, I liked like under the whispering door a lot better than I liked house in the Cerulean sea. I just, the quirky like kids vibe doesn't do it for me. Yeah. But I did really like, I liked this one better because I think the kids were like less irritating and they weren't, <laughs> it, that wasn't the point of the whole thing. It wasn't yeah. for them. Like 
the point of house in the Sterling Sea is for them to convince you that they're like good enough to be around still or like yeah. to stay in that home. And this one wasn't necessarily that. They were just like a bunch of, you know, witches that needed help. Yeah. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I do like the setting. I you did you listen to the audiobook you said? I did. I love the audiobook was so good. It was so good. Sometimes when it's a single narrator, they don't do a great job. I really liked the audiobook. Yeah, I heard a lot of people say that that it was really nice. Like the audiobook yeah. was done really well. We basically start off with our main character, Micah, and she lives in England and she's a YouTube witch. I try to play off that she is not a, a real witch, but someone from afar sort of discovers that she is and sends her an e- a quirky email and saying like, we need your help training three witches. And she's like, there's no way this is real, but she sort of feels this like tug. And they talk a lot about the magic system being kind of an entity of its own, which I thought was really cute and fun and did make a lot of sense. Like if you don't use it, it will use you and it it's needs to like be- yeah, it's very much that vibe of it kind of having a mind of its own. And so she kind of feels this feeling and she decides to go out there. She's a car named Broomstick, which I find like absolutely hilarious. And I thought like that kind of stuff was just so quirky and fun. And she can use things like speed and time spells to like drive places faster, which I thought like if I was going to say there was like a magic structure that like made the most sense for like the real world and was actually like realistic for how people would use it. I would say it was this one. Like you could definitely yeah, be convinced that definitely. like these people all live in the modern world and like would use these things in the right ways because I feel like there's always this notion in like witchy books or like movies or something where they're like, oh, you can't use like any magic because anyone like someone would be able to tell or whatever it is. And it's like, these are the things that I would like want to know if I was a witch. Like how do I like time yeah. travel when driving? There's no like sense of dark magic and evil witches and you know because yeah. there always tends to be this like whenever there's like a witchy book there's always this like dark magic or like bad magic and I think the only thing in this book that's like quote-unquote against the rules is being together right that's like the the big premise of the book is that like all of the witches live separate Mika grew up on her own very alone with just like a bunch of nannies cycling through Um, Primrose visited her every so often but they don't congregate very much because then magic kind of builds up and like more magic comes in and then people will notice right Um, but so like the main role is like you can't talk to anyone you like there's no contact and like all this stuff and it's like to keep them safe which makes sense but it's also like you get the sense of just like this very lonely existence right and it's like all of these all of these like witches in the very beginning, she's at a, a meeting and, you know, one of the witches is like, I'm having a really hard time, you know, not telling my fiance the truth about who I am. And then they just kind of like breeze over it and like move on to something else. And I was like, oh, that like broke my heart. And I was like, oh, that's that's those parts where where Mika was talking about growing up alone and not having anyone and not feeling enough. And like all of that was just like so heartbreaking to me. I was just like, oh, that's terrible. Right. And then you just want to like shake primrose. Right. You're just like, dude, like wake up, you know, but that's really I think the major like premise of the book is found family and like coming together and like being together you know and so I did like there wasn't any quote-unquote bad witches right I I really like that because it was just like bringing everyone together or not bringing everyone together but like everyone was kind of on a level playing field yeah I like that too I would love to have known like how old everyone was because they kept saying that they were like really old but they never said like exactly how old they were obviously they were like older than the normal people but they were like what's her face was Agatha or what have you was like super old 
I think it was just normal. I mean, they had mentioned at one point in time that witches don't outlive. They, they just have the regular lifespan. No, they said that they were older than that. She said that at like the very beginning that like Primrose had been around for a long time and was like way older than most people. Really? Because I thought she said that they had the same kind of lifespan that they didn't live like beyond that. It was just like that they just were magical, that they just had access to magic that they didn't have. They didn't outlive because she asked Primrose at the end. She's like, were you there when this happened? And she's like, no, I no, I wasn't there. Like, I'm not old. I'm not that old. Like. I thought they were like older, like they lived longer than normal people in the way that she asked that question. If she was like, Mm-mm. I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It felt like they were, she was really building it up. Like they were super old and they never really explained that part either way. Yeah. I didn't really, I don't know. I think that part that like, that was another reason why I gave it was for was like, after a while I was kind of like, okay, we get it. But also like, is there really that much proof that like spending time together really does like affect everything that they couldn't like handle it. You know what I mean? Like it just, it was one of those ones where it feels very the older person and this is super tropey, but like the older person like is never willing to change or like adjust anything. And I think like after a while I was like, this is just like too depressing to be real. Like I just can't that you guys wouldn't have like done something about it sooner rather than later. Like I got that it was a big plot point and I did appreciate, you know, when she runs into that girl like way later on and she's like, this is so nice to like see you outside of the the book club and all that kind of stuff. But I just, I don't know. After a while I was like, okay, I get it. But also like you've been living with these girls for like six months and no one's noticed or whatever, six weeks and nobody's noticed. So like, is it really that big of a deal? I don't know. I mean, they did notice. They did have that big, that the incident, right? Yeah. When she had the, but like just generally, like they didn't notice. And I feel like, I don't know, that like got a bit much for me after a while. I was like, this is just like shitty. Like I can't imagine wanting to live your life like that. I think it also comes from, you know, like witch trials and things like that. England had a lot of that during that time. And I'm sure, and that's what she talks about is like, just kind of like word of mouth kind of like stories go down from like air to air you know whoever runs the societies and I'm sure it comes from that and safety and I understand what that would be for like safety Mika does talk about having to like keep control on the on the like magic and has to be aware of it and like when they the incident does happen like you know they do notice it like right the Agatha or whatever her name like feels the power surge and she tells Primrose and they don't obviously know that it's the kids but you know they do feel that power I think you know it does it does get a little sad (laughs) you know when they're talking about them being like alone right and Mika just talks about her being alone and like not being enough and it was just like so heartbreaking but I don't know I thought it was good it was a very interesting like you know and obviously when you get to the end you get more of a background on like Primrose and why she is that way and her relationship with her family and things like that, how her sister wanted the opposite of what she wanted, right? Like they could be together. And yeah, it's very, there's a lot of twists and turns, I think, especially towards the end. There was a lot of things that was like, oh, okay. Okay. This is like adding it. This make makes sense. Yeah. I do agree. It does get a little, I get, get a little sad after a while. You're like, oh, that's very sad that you've led such a lonely life. Yeah. And like, I don't know, it just kind of got proven at the end that they could live together. And I guess that was the sort of the point, but it just was like a lot after a while. I was like, okay, here we go. And again, another like old person who's like, oh, you can't do this because we said so type of situation. And like, you know, I just, I don't know. It was just, it was like a lot for after a while. I was like, okay, we get it. Like that was the whole point, but it was also like really depressing for a long period of it. 
what did you think of the lore of their like parents always dying i thought that was really sad and weird sad (laughs) i was like what a bold choice to like premise the whole book off of yeah that's really i thought it was really sad and i think it just continues to like emphasize how like mika was so alone right like she didn't have her parents um her you know whenever the nannies found out that she was a witch they would be like their minds would be cleared of her of any memory of her and they would just be like set on their way and a new nanny would come up like primrose was never there and i was like i was like trying to picture like living a life like that right like having a life where it's just like there nobody is like constant in your life you know and how that would affect like someone as an adult and it shows like you know she she moves from place to place she never sets down roots like when she starts getting close with someone she just like moves on and like the only person like when she's dating that one guy like and she tells him she's a witch he like takes advantage of her and like people only use her for her abilities and like don't like keep her around because of her right because she's like you know she's only useful for her abilities and that's it right and people abuse that and yeah it was it was sad (laughs) yeah I think that part was really wild to me because I feel like I don't know I I think there was a little bit of a disconnect between like the timeline of like in reality and like her and the person that she was because it felt like this was over like a long period of time but in reality it was like six weeks and she was like, I can't ever set down roots. And I was like, but you're not like, you've been here a month. Like, it's going to be okay. And I get like the point of her was saying, you know, she wanted to like stay there and all that kind of stuff. But that part to me, like felt a little disconnected. Cause I was like, wait, how long has she been here? And then they were like, oh, the inspector comes in like two weeks. And I was like, all right, this is a bit dramatic to be like, this is my home now. And then be like, I, but it actually can't be. And it's like, again, you've known these people like three weeks. Like that was just so yeah. odd to me. I was like, I wish it was, I wish it would have been, have been over like six months. Cause then I think I would have been like more convinced of their I think relationships. The, the whole thing is that she's actually for the first time in her life, able to be herself, like fully yeah. herself, fully a witch. And they know about her and she doesn't have to hide and she can just be herself. And, um, is accepted and like love for that and I think she and they're not well <laughs> using her I think that's the big thing for her and that's why she's like this can be my home because you know I'm I don't have to hide here like I don't have to feel like I have to leave because someone knows I'm a witch or because they're going to use me or what have you. So, yeah. I just wish I it would have been was... over like a little bit longer of a period mm-hmm. of time. Cause then it would have made more sense. Like then being like, Oh, I can be myself for a week. Cause it's like, you can be yourself for a week in your own apartment. Yeah. But I think it's the, the fact that she's been lonely her entire life and hasn't yeah. been anyone that she can actually be herself around. Cause it's like putting on that mask when you, as soon as you walk outside your apartment, right. I have to be someone else and that can be exhausting, you know? And I think she finally is able to do that and just be herself all the time and not have to worry about slipping up and not have to worry about, is someone going to find out that I'm a witch? And if so, like, how am I going to handle this? And then I have to move and I have to do this. And there's not that pressure of like, if something happens, then I'm, I don't have to leave. I don't have to make excuses. I don't have to end these relationships and start anew and make new friends. And so I think that was a big part of like her growth. What did you think of the kids? I thought they were kind of irrelevant, if we're being honest. Like, they didn't really have 
I mean, I don't know. I just felt like they didn't really have like their own personalities. Like I know they kind of did. I would have like, honestly, liked to see a little bit more of them like individually. I think there was some, some of it was like the tift between the two girls, like about a puzzle piece. And then that was like, never really explained very well until like the very, very end. And I wish that we, we've gotten a little bit more about like their backstory, but I thought they were really funny. And like, I did like that all of them kind of didn't know that there was a life outside of this where you had to be like alone and they hadn't known, you know, like this sad orphanage, like everyone else where they were yeah. just, you know, living their lives like by themselves and all those sorts of things. And I think that like made them really interesting and diverse. And I liked that she says it at the very beginning when she like meets them because they say that there's three children and she was like, silly of me to have assumed that they were all like siblings and they're not, yeah. you know, they're all from, you know, different parts of the world and they're all different ages and like all that kind of stuff. And um, they've all like been through different things. And so I liked that. I just, I kind of wish we would have gotten like a little bit more of them and mm -hmm. like where they came from or like, you know, all that kind of stuff. But again, this whole book takes place over like six weeks instead of mm -hmm. like a long period of time. What did you think of them? I liked them. Terracotta, I wanted to smack upside the head a few times, but I do love that Mika, you know, calls out Jamie because she's like, she's taking your, her cues from you, right? A lot of kids do that, right? Like they, they take their cues and their, how they're supposed to act from adults in their life, especially adults that they idolize. Terracotta obviously idolizes Jamie and like, you know, and he treats Mika with this kind of like disinterest and like he doesn't want her there and Terracotta picks up on that. And so she treats her the same way. And I love how Mika just like calls him on it. And she's like, you need to stop. She's like, I'm trying, I'm here to help these girls. I wouldn't be here if I, you know, wasn't like, I haven't told anyone. I'm not going to tell anyone that these girls are here. I don't want them separated. I'm truly here to help you. And she's taking her cues from you. And that's why she's not listening. And then the incident happens, right? Terracotta has been bugging Mika for weeks to learn how to like float. No, it's dangerous because you don't have control of your magic. If you do it outside, you can like float away and no one can get you, right? Like you just like, if you can't control it. And essentially what happens is that happens, right? And Mika's trying to help Terracotta and bring her down to the ground and she's resisting her. And it's this big surge of power. And Mika takes the brunt of the power, the hit of the power and gets basically knocked out and like goes into hibernation and like falls to the ground. It's like this whole thing. I love how she's like, unfortunately I was knocked out and couldn't say I told you so. Like, well, when this happened and stuff like that, but it's a very interesting moment. It's a very interesting thing to think of is like, you know, if you have like either really young siblings or like little cousins or what nieces and nephews or kids, right. They take their cues from you. And that's how like, kids learn right and so it's very interesting to like take that into account and it's like what you say and what you do really matters and it has an impact on the people around you especially little kids right and I I really love that I really love how Miko like wasn't afraid of Jamie and she just called him on his shit yeah Terracotta gave me very Wednesday Adams vibes for being honest I liked Jamie's character I thought I mean I think we always need like a grumpy to the sunshine sort of situation and I liked that he was doing it in defense of the children and it wasn't sort of this like we don't like change type of thing it was more like I'm concerned for their like well-being because it he felt like really like, genuine yeah he wasn't grumpy for the sake of being grumpy yeah and he was I mean he was doing it in a way that was like I'm not 
I'm not upset that there's like change going on around here and I want like the best for them, but I'm just concerned that like, this is something that could potentially become dangerous because they do have like uncontrollable magic or what have you. So I did like his character and I think it went really well. I do want to say that like, it made sense as the, you know, because we knew how this was going to go and everything, but I felt like there was a little bit of a, the book sort of like inserting itself upon you with their romance where Ken and I forgot his name were, were sort of like, oh, well, have you like looked at Mika lately? Like she's pretty cute. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, like that part was a little weird. Yeah. Ken didn't really push. Ken is more kind of the background. Ian was like, oh, Mika, eh? Nudge, nudge. Yeah. Like, and I was like, Ian, just like back off. And even all the other characters were like, dude, just like leave it alone. Like leave it alone. Right. It just like, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought that that part, like a little bit, imposed itself. And I don't know if it was just because it was, it felt really early in the book. Like they hadn't really developed a relationship where at the point where I would have been like, oh, yeah, they like each other. But I think that that was more one of those like, call to the obvious like in case you weren't going to get it this is like where the story is going to go if you don't read a lot or you know what I mean if you don't read these type of books a lot then like just FYI like this is where we're going it's kind of how it felt to me like a little bit of a neon sign so that part was kind of weird but I did like the progression of their relationship I just I I don't know it's just like a quirky uncle thing because I have relatives that are that way too like yeah even like mention like hey this is my friend so-and-so they're like friend and I'm like no like seriously this is this is my friend right like and yeah I think, and they talk about him like Ian getting involved in Jamie's life before and like that not going well and so I think it it's just Ian being Ian and that's just his character that's just who he is and I think you know it's pretty obvious that like even from the very beginning you're like okay she's gonna end up with Jamie like it's you know right grumpy sunshine from the beginning it's very like okay enemies to friends to lovers kind of a situation and all that fun stuff and so yeah I don't I don't know I really liked it I loved Ian Ken and Lucy I thought they were such sweet characters and they just like love the kids and like love Jamie and like bring Mika into the fold and yeah I thought it was just yeah their their whole situation was really cozy this episode is sponsored by Audible from Amazon We all know I'm obsessed with audiobooks. Audible from Amazon is the perfect way to get all of my favorites in one place. Anytime I feel like I need a good cry, I listen to the Audible exclusive version of A House of Sky and Breath by Sarah J. Maas. When the latest training book comes out and I don't have time to physically read it, I head to Audible. For one low monthly price, you get a select book or two of your choosing to keep forever, and you gain access to exclusive Audible members-only content. So if you've ever thought about trying audiobooks, want to be able to listen to your favorites whenever you want, or you're just obsessed with audiobooks like me, then you need to check out Audible by Amazon. Click the link in the show notes for a free trial or head over to www.audibletrial.com backslash the bookish banter podcast. How did you feel about the big reveal? Like the big plot twist? Um, I had it coming. Yeah, I had like a small feeling that the main like matriarch of the manor after we hadn't seen her for a while I was like something definitely is happening here and when they had mentioned her name a second time I was like oh wait I think I bet she's related to Primrose in the way that they set that up but I thought it was really strange that I don't know I wish we would have gotten a little bit more of the lore of like why there weren't men like why there were never like male witches and I was kind of sad that we didn't get more of like Ian's backstory like I would have loved to have known how his childhood was and like growing up and all that because I think we got a little bit of it but it's like oh I would have loved to know more about like Ian's life and how he ended up here 
more than just like the one page that we kind of got. I was a little surprised that she like had just dropped dead, but I was not surprised that like something had happened to her. Yeah. I I think when I read Primrose was like, yeah, like I had a like when she has coffee with with Mika, she's like, yeah, I had a sister, but she's gone now. And I was like, huh, because if before I was like, I'll bet Lillian is is Primrose's sister. Like, this yeah, just feels like it would match. And then she was like, she's dead. And I was like, wait, maybe not. And then and then, you know, you find out that she actually is dead and you're just like, oh, she's definitely her sister, right? Immediately you're like, she's her sister and you like find out about the will and how the girls are going to go to her sister and they're probably going to be separated and that's why they like didn't tell anyone that Lillian died and that's why the solicitor is coming and it's this whole like thing and I think if I was Mika, I probably wouldn't have forgiven them as quickly. I think she forgave them really quickly. I think yeah. she like, came back. I, especially with like, you know how she comes around you know she's like I'm gonna be here for the solicitor but I like can't I just like can't right and it's like you know her entire life right like people using her for her magic and using her for what they can what she can do for them instead of actually like you know and she's questioning any of these actions like you know at that they've done like anything any of these interactions that she's had with these people have they been genuine have they been real and that's, I think, a very valid thing, especially considering how she grew up and how some of her, she talks about how her nannies would take advantage of her, how her ex-boyfriend took advantage of her magic and like who she was. And the fact that these people, you know, essentially to what, what it, how it feels is pretended to bring her into the fold and to love her as family and then just use her for her magic. Right. And so, yeah, it, I, I think she forgave them a little too quickly personally I would have been granted I'm a grudge holder so that's just me (laughs) yeah I think that like there was no character arc for Primrose which was totally fine and that's kind of the point but it still was just one of those ones where I was like I don't know if I'd be like really keen to bring her in and she does say this at the end where she was like use the Gorgon to fight the gargoyle and she does say that and and like that makes sense but I just, I felt like the resolution was really quick. I, w- I wish we'd had a little bit more of like a long-term plan or like the epilogue was maybe a little bit longer or something. If there, was, there wasn't an epilogue, but like, I wish the ending part was like a little bit longer where we were like, okay, we know the girls are going to like stay there because this is what they want. And like Primrose is really going to act the way that she says she's going to act. Because I, I was really concerned that she was going to like say yes, but six months from now be like, actually, now that you mention it, like, never mind. Yeah. Because yeah. She, her character never did change, you know? Yeah, I think she did have a little bit of an arc, but it wasn't anything that was very drastic. You kind of get an understanding of like why she does what she does and why she's acted the way she has. But then you also kind of are like, okay, maybe like loosen the reins a little bit, lady. Like it's okay. Like she's an adult. Like she's basically quote unquote teaching and managing these kids and the magic for, you know, a couple months now. And you like- you didn't even know, right? And so aside from like the incident and there are going to be incidents and things are going to happen, but it's like, you know, I understand why she brought her in because there's literally no other choice. I like how each witch has their own like specific magic that they're good with. The only choice was to bring her in. And I love how Mika like stands up and she's like, no, I don't think that, you know, this is the best way to live. I don't think being alone is how we survive. Yeah. But it's not how we live. She's like, I was so alone. And she just like tells her, she's like, I, you know, being a part of this 
makes me feel like, you know, I have a home for the first time and I'm welcomed in and, you know, all these things basically. And Primrose kind of is like, okay, well, I want report, you know, I want monthly reports kind of a thing and like progress reports and how they're doing and et cetera, et cetera, which is like fair. She's not going to let go of the reins that much, but I did love how their next meeting was like in the garden at the, at nowhere house. Yeah. It was like all of the witches and like the people that were in their lives. Right. So like aunts, uncles, grandparents, fiancés, boyfriends, girlfriends, et cetera, you know, partners, significant others, all that fun stuff. And, um, I loved how one of the witches was like, yeah, her, like her brother came and he brought like a lemon cheesecake and was just like so nervous and happy to meet the other witches and like the other people in her life. And I was like, that's so sweet. Right. Cause it's like having that secret. And then, but also knowing that you're not alone in that and you're, which essentially they were before, right. They were all kind of alone in this and only met once a quarter and all that fun stuff. But, you know, I think them as coming together kind of as a community is it was a very beautiful thing yeah and I liked that we got that kind of glimpse into the end with all of them and like and got to kind of see that and that that had like changed so progressively what were your thoughts on Jamie and his like family relationships and the fact that like apparently everyone in here has some serious trauma to like work through during this entire book I was so sad for him like I like that he was able to kind of resolve that and have that meeting with his mom and his mom. Like, I love this where he talks about, you know, they're cobwebs, right? You know, when you're a kid and you think there's a monster in your closet or under your bed, but as you get older, you look in there and you realize it's just cobwebs, right? There's no monster. It's just your imagination. And he's like, you know, as a kid, my brothers were so big and so larger than life because they were a lot older than him and stuff like that. And essentially they abused him and it was so very sad. And him facing that fear and understanding it's cobwebs, right? Like they're not, they're not larger than life. They're just, you know, they're not, they're not in control of my life anymore, essentially. Right. They don't, they're not a big fear of mine. And I think that same thing happens with Mika when she faces that with Primrose, when she calls her and she's like, you know, this like Gorgons. I love how the kids are like kind of scared of her. And she's like, do they think she's like, for the way you've described me, I would be Medusa. And I love how she like refers to herself as Medusa and Mika's refers referring to her as the Gorgon and like all this stuff. I love that kind of pairing right there. I love that, you know, cause it's true. I mean, you know, there are things that as a kid seems so scary and seem so like terrifying, but when you become an adult, you're like, you know, maybe it wasn't, it's not that scary or it's not that big of a deal anymore. And I've moved on with my life and I need to move on with my life kind of a thing. So um, I did really like that, but his story was very traumatic. I thought it was going to be something much different because of the way that they said that he like fled in the night. I was genuinely like, wait, this is his story. I'm so confused because it feels like it was, I don't know, prison or something that was going to be, or like he murdered someone. Not that that was this kind of vibe, but it felt very much like a crime had been committed and that's why he like fled in the night. But I thought, yeah, his story was really sad. And I don't really, I don't know, really know if I could like forgive him for that after, you know, after they meet his parents, they're driving back home and they like stop and, you know, they're picking mushrooms or what have you. And like, that's the first time he kisses her. And then this whole thing sort of comes to light later on. And he's like, I'm sorry, I can't kiss you anymore, blah, blah, blah. Because like, turns out I've been lying to you for the last like six weeks or what have you. So I don't know if I would have forgiven him quite as quickly as she did. 
I know that it's yeah, a, that's what like, I was saying earlier. I don't think I could have forgiven him that fast. This is like a few days. And she's like, okay. I think I would have been like more upset about that moment specifically because it was such like an emotional journey for them. And like, you know, they had finally had a chance to kind of talk through everything and he was so open with her. And then it was like, oh yeah, by the way, we've just been like using you. And I think that that was like a really pivotal moment in the book. And there was, I, I, I almost wish it would have happened earlier. So there was more time to like resolve it because she literally leaves for like one day and spends some time by herself and is like, this house is really sad, which also, I don't know, maybe I'm not like that emotional person. And I get like, she had a really traumatizing childhood, but I I definitely don't feel the same way about a house that she did uh with the one at primroses being like i, I could never like live here or go back here because there's like too many memories and i was like it's a very nice house yeah i don't know i i think i get it i mean i don't know i think she forgave him too quickly definitely forgave them too quickly again i'm a grudge holder so i would have been like no Mm-mm. like i wouldn't have obviously like she did she didn't take it out on the kids or anything like that like she was there for the kids and stuff like that but i don't think i would have been like it's fine like we're good now don't worry it's all forgotten i don't think yeah i, I don't think i could have done that as quickly as she did yeah i don't think i could have done that as quickly as she did yeah um, i think him specifically like the other ones i'd be like i mean i kind of understand like you guys didn't necessarily lure me here under false pretenses but like that situation and like specifically Mm-hmm. where she went with him to help him with his family and like overcoming all of that while they still were kind of like not really friends even at that point yeah. they were still very like tentative with each other for him to do that I was like wow that's a bigger betrayal I think than yeah even definitely. Lucy and them like lying to her definitely 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 um yeah I don't know that that I do agree I wish that would have been like or make the book like 50 pages longer exactly definitely I hate how there's this moment where she was like oh well you didn't tell me because you thought I was going to tell the other witches and it's okay and I'm like no like at what point did you ever give any indication that you were ever going to tell the other witches about the girls or anything like that and so the fact that I don't know I just thought that was just like such a lame excuse for him to say that that's what I was saying about the timeline though because I mean at this point it would have been like week four like you guys would have barely known each other so yeah she probably didn't give any indication but also like I don't know you that well after a month like or after like three weeks or what have you so that's why I wish this was like over six months instead of six weeks because yeah it makes this all like a little less convincing when they make these decisions because you're like yeah I mean I would also not forgive you but I also have only known you for 12 days so maybe I like have to so that's why I kind of wish this was over like a longer period of time because it doesn't really make sense for them to say like we we felt one way or what have you like I know that they built relationships but like at the time when they made the decision to say like we're not going to tell you yet she was literally there like I think three weeks or four weeks Mm -hmm. yeah so I think also at that time like if she was going to tell the witches, she would have told them by then. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If she was going to say something, she would have said something by then. And I think the accelerated timeline is kind of like that sense of urgency of like her having to like teach the girls how to, con- how to control their magic with like Edward showing up. And ugh, I hate Edward so much. He's such a, ugh, ugh. I just like, what a horrible person. And just like, you know, and you get this sense of just like, uh, just like a bad person. Right. And I think that's the whole point, but yeah it was it was interesting I I really liked it all in all I really liked it I do agree I think it was maybe I think maybe more of a 
three or four months yeah <laughs> of a timeline or something like that would have made more sense but not um, that it like understand. needs to be convincing in any way but I'm just saying like for her forgiving and like all those sorts of things like it yeah. just it would have made a little more sense had it been like right exactly three months or six mm-hmm. months or something by the time they got there to the end it was like then you actually do really know someone when you've lived with them for six months but for six days probably not yeah all in all I really liked it would recommend it if you want to read it definitely pick it up if you liked House in the Cerulean Sea I think you'll definitely like this one for sure so it's got kind of the same vibes (laughs) yeah what did you think about like the ending overall with you know Primrose coming to help them and all that kind of stuff I didn't realize they were twins twins like they looked identical neither did I um I thought that was like a really I thought the ending was like wrapped up in a cute little bow and like Uh made sense yeah I thought it was cute I liked the ending I thought it I fit the book and again I maybe would have liked maybe like another like 50 pages Mm -hmm. again maybe a more extended timeline or her not forgiving them so quickly but maybe more on like maybe like her meeting up with some of the other witches like at like to get coffee or something like that right um but um all in all I really liked it I really did um what about you yeah it was really good I think the structure of it was really well done I love that we have so many diverse characters in both race and in like relationship status and all those sorts of things and we got you know Lucy who had been at the house for a really long time and um you know Ken and Ian who had been in love and like gone through this journey and then ended up at the house together and then Jamie who had like you know grown up there essentially and and Lillian was his mom and so Jamie and Primrose and Mika were you know kind of those mirror opposites of each other in the way that like this is what love can do and this is what you know, the lack of love essentially could do. And I, I like that parallel between the two of them. And like, obviously it makes sense how they end up together. And I think the girls were cute. Like I said, I just wish we would have gotten a little bit more of like where they came from and their backstory and like what it had been like for them previously, you know, like the other couple of years, other than just like the references to like the, you know, cauldron fire and all that kind of stuff. It's like, what, what was their like childhood like? And you know, how were they raised? And when did they like discover that they had magic and that kind of stuff? Like, I, I wish we would have gotten a little bit maybe from like their point of view of like how they were feeling because I think we got a lot of Micah like self-destructing and being sad about not having like a family and I would have loved like just a little bit from their point of view and like how they were feeling so I almost wish this whole book was like multiple POVs instead of just the one I think that would have made it really pop if we got a little bit of like what Jamie was feeling and like what the girls were feeling and stuff like that but overall I think it was really good I think they she did a really good job like combining the stories and making it really like homey and you're invested in the characters from very early on which I liked definitely definitely yeah for sure loved it highly recommend definitely pick it up if you're looking for a nice like witchy spooky season vibe book awesome yep yep we have a bit of an announcement so i will actually be kind of taking my leave of the bookish banter podcast work has you guys have heard me talk about work lately but it has been absolutely insane taught listen to me rant for the last half an hour before this about everything things have been crazy I am trying to work towards a promotion hopefully fingers crossed try to move back to St. Louis um, with said promotion so taking on a lot more responsibilities and things are getting a little crazy lately yeah so unfortunately time just there's not enough time in the day. So I had to prioritize and focus on my career. And so unfortunately that means me having to step away. So yeah. And I have ample time to work on some things and stuff like that, but she'll still be around for the fun episodes and things like that. Um, but going forward for interviews and stuff, it'll probably just be me. 
And then book stuff, if we do book reviews and things like that, then she'll come on and chit chat about those things. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard and I have like way too much time on my hands. So I'm excited to be a crazy person and like work through the rebrand, offer some new fun stuff. It'll just be me going forward. But if you guys have questions, let us know. I still have my like personal bookstagram. So if you want to say hi, I'll be over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll obviously be supporting the podcast from, from afar, but right now there's just, and there's just not enough time in the day and had to make the hard choices. So yeah, just for me, it means stepping away. And, you know, I know Todd's going to do well with this and take it where it needs to go, but yeah, unfortunately right now it's just not working for me for my <laughs> crazy totally schedule. So, Work is much more important. Truly. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm sad to leave. I'm really sad to leave. I really, you know, this is a year and a half of a lot of hard work and um, dedication that we both put into this. And so stepping away sucks, but as I said before, unfortunately, you know, had to, had to make the tough decisions. Yeah. Well, I'm sad you're leaving. <laughs> That's what that is. This is a, yeah. <laughs> you know, a, a very short, short blurb, just letting everyone know I wanted to hop on and say a proper goodbye and just let everyone know, just so, you know, you didn't listen. And I was just like completely gone and everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, all is well. I think that's all we got. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you guys have any questions, let us know because we love you guys and um, we appreciate all the support that you've given us over this last like year and a half, sticking with us and being amazing. And I hope you continue to support the podcast. Um, yeah. Like I said, I know Tatiana is going to do amazing things with it. So continue to stick around. And yeah. This month we are reading Gallant for the book club. That meeting will happen on Sunday, this next Sunday coming up. So if you guys want to join, make sure to go ahead and join the Discord. The readathon is officially over, which is sad. We will be doing probably like a Halloween happy hour type of situation at the book club. Yeah, dress up as your favorite character if you want. It'll be fun. Just hang out, talk about books, talk about what are we doing for for the Halloween or what have you been reading? You know, just a nice little get together situation. And that'll all be on Zoom, so you don't have to like come anywhere. Make sure to keep an eye out. We are doing a rebrand. So I have a new website launched with some info on there and some fun goodies that you guys can keep an eye out for. So that's all we've got going on. Just awesome. Well, thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you. Have a good rest of your week. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bookish Banter podcast this week. We would appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a five-star review. Thank you once again, and we'll see you all next week.